This is the Birth Village Podcast. Hi, welcome back to the Birth Village Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Brower. Today on our Empowering Stories segment, I am joined by Barbie Fenn, who is going to be sharing her beautiful birth stories that at first may seem a little less than ideal. Barbie, thank you for coming and being with me today. You are so welcome. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm excited as well. Let's jump in. Let's hear about your births. All right. I am a mom of three, so I have three stories to share with you today. Great. Um, my oldest daughter, Tenley, she's 11, so we will start with that story. Um, I was 20 years old when I had Tenley, so I just, that was 11 years ago, um, I just went with the standard, find a doctor go to the hospital, do all of your checkups, you Mm -hmm. know, just the normal, what everyone else was doing kind of birth. Yeah. Um, so the day that I went into labor with Tenley, no one was around. Oh my. Yes. I couldn't get a hold of anyone. Of course. And I needed, we needed to drive 45 minutes to get to my provider. So I was kind of freaking out. Funny story. My brother, if he ever hears this, he's going to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) But I woke up the morning that I went into labor with Tenley. I rolled out of bed and I felt a little pop. And I was just, there's a little like water, you know? Uh And I was so unsure. I was like, did I just pee my pants? Oh, yeah. So I called my 11 year old brother down and was like, brother, like, will you smell this? Like, does that smell like pee? No. Yes. No. Because just because I was questioning it, you know, like, is this really real? Like, is this, yeah. is this the day? Like, is it happening? You yeah. Because I was a day overdue. Um, and so he's like, mm, doesn't smell like pee. So I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. I think that was my water. My poor what little brother. What a good brother. brother. I know. My poor <laughs> little brother. Right. So anyways, we just drove to my provider 45 minutes away. Um, and I just went with the flow of the hospital, you mm-hmm. know, just got to the hospital, just did everything that everyone told me to do. Yeah. Um, they had to, they had to break my water at the hospital and I was in labor for about 24 hours with Tenley. I mean, I got the standard epidural with some Pitocin mm-hmm. and I just did what I was supposed to do, you yeah. know, and just... Do what they told me to do. Um, I pushed about 15 minutes and Tenley was born. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just was like, all right, this is what it is. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. (laughs) Like, all right. It wasn't anything awesome. You know, just whatever. I just kind of went with the flow, went with the motions of just giving birth, you know, that you just, that's what you know. You don't, like, I hadn't known anything else. Um. And it wasn't anything like, I guess after it wasn't very, oh, I wasn't very fulfilled with my birth. Okay. I just felt like, oh, okay. I had a baby. Yeah. I had a baby. (laughs) All right. That's, that's it. Yeah. And I mean, I was younger. Yeah. So that's what it was. (laughs) So with your second, um, my second, I was more mature. So my second came. Um, she is, her name is Aniston and she's three years old. So three Mm. years ago and I 
just felt like I had learned a little bit more in life. Okay. I was a little bit older, a little bit more mature, a little bit more in tune with my body. Mm-hmm. And I just knew that there was something different. And then I wanted to have a different experience than just the standard hospital experience. Just talking with people and just really knowing my body and learning that you there's just felt that yes. you wanted to. Okay. I just wanted to do different. I just didn't want to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I knew this. I had had just speaking with my mom. So a little bit background. I was born in the Philippines. Okay. I was born um on my aunt's coffee table in her little shack of a house nice. in the <laughs> Philippines, you know. And so just speaking with my mom and just realizing that I had another option. Yeah. That I didn't just have to go to the hospital and just be another person just that they're just pushing through sure. just to have their babies. I just wanted to have an experience and really push my body. And I mean, I had run a couple of marathons, so I okay. knew that I could do hard things. Yeah. And I w- took Trisha's class and I, my husband was very supportive and we prepared, we read things. I did my stretches and I did my exercises and I took all the vitamins that I was supposed to, <laughs> um, trying to, um, eat better, be active, you know, just preparing myself, um, meditating, mm-hmm. visualizing my perfect birth. Yeah. And I just had learned that, you know, you don't have to just go to the hospital and have your baby and just be another number. Just you can have this beautiful experience. And so I did all the right things. Yeah. So um, with Aniston, we decided to have our baby at the birthing suite because the home that we were in at that time we were renting and so we just thought that it would be best to go to the birthing suite here in St. George and have this baby and I had labored at home for a few hours before I decided to call my provider Mm -hmm. my midwife and go to the birthing suite so we labored at home for quite a bit I remember walking around and I could just tell like it's happening you know things are happening my contractions got closer and I was like okay it's time yeah you know so we went to the birthing suite got all set up at the birthing suite and just labored some more there and everything was going you know just how it was supposed to Uh and um, so at this point, let's see. So at home, I labored probably at home for about 12 hours before uh, we decided it was time to go hmm. to the birthing suite and be joined by our midwife. Yeah. And she had kept in touch with me a little bit and it was time for us to go to the birthing suite we decided together that it was time to go there so then from the birthing at the birthing suite just continued going through labor you know and just letting it progress the way that it needed to be progressing and so about we were probably about 10 hours at the birthing suite okay and not really progressing very so we're almost 24 hours by now yes okay and just not really progressing the way that um my provider wanted me to progress yeah and it was just not going very Ugh. well yeah okay 
Do you have any um, ideas of why maybe it wasn't going well? Do you, or is it just unknown? I did hear at one point the midwife saying that the baby's head's not descending down. The baby's okay. head's just not descending down. And I was just, she had me bear down a couple of times. Like she had me in a couple of different positions and she wanted me to bear down, hoping that the baby would descend and push more onto my water sack of water. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't happening. Like it just huh. wasn't. But okay. I would had been dilating, just, you know, just dilating along. Um, and she just was like, let's try this. So she tried to have me push and then... She walked out of the room for a little bit and just kind of let me just do my thing a little bit more the way that she felt at that time that what I needed to be doing. Yeah. Um, and then probably, let's see, probably around like, I think I had been laboring for about 26 hours at this mm. point. Okay. I think wasn't progressing the way that she wanted me to and she decided it was time to call the hospital and have me transferred over okay. to the hospital. How are you feeling at this point? So tired because I felt my contractions were pretty hard yeah. and I was just exhausted, you know, just up all night and just it wasn't I wasn't where I thought I would be. You know, I thought that this I had this idea that I was just going to go to the birthing suite and I would be leaving the birthing suite with my sweet baby. Yeah. And no, I, they, it was kind of devastating to be having to get transferred to the hospital. I was, I was pretty yeah. devastated because, you know, I just had this picture perfect image. I had meditated it, you know, I had, yeah, I just really wanted this and I, I was disappointed in myself. I felt disappointment Aww. that, I let myself down because my I had done something wrong because it wasn't oh, happening man. and I wasn't progressing and things weren't going the way that I had planned in my head. Yeah, that's really hard. Yes, it was really it was really mentally hard for me. So these feelings of letting yourself down, being so exhausted, this is what you're going into the hospital with? Yes. And then what happened after you got to the hospital? How are you received and and what how where did things go from there um so going from a home birth and getting transferred to the hospital you know truthfully I felt dumb I felt I felt like I was going in the hospital and that these nurses and these this doctor was that they were gonna think I was just like this stupid girl you know like what are you doing like what are you doing and see like you felt like this could have been really bad and you felt and now you're gonna have to come to the hospital like that's what I felt. Maybe a, a little embarrassed. Embarrassed, judged, just, you know, like that they just weren't going to treat me well because I tried to have this baby at home. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so we went in to the hospital. And at this point, I kind of let my guard down just because I was like, all right, like, obviously my body's not going to do this. Just tell me what to do, you know, yeah. and just tell me what to do because... And I will just do whatever, you know. And at this point, they offered me an epidural and I was exhausted. And I just was like, you know what? It's fine. Just give me the epidural so maybe I can get some rest. And then maybe my body will rest and then I can keep progressing. And then I will have this baby. And then a couple hours later, they offered me Pitocin because I wasn't progressing, you know. And just 
wanting me to progress. So then they gave me Pitocin. And then I remember getting a little bit of rest. But, and I remember that um, my epidural wasn't very strong and I was having a contraction and right after my contractions because they were so strong I would fall asleep for just a couple minutes until the next one came and woke me right up so they were coming strong and hard and nothing was happening so nothing was happening with my labor I wasn't (sighs) it was I wasn't going anywhere or, or what they needed me to be at you know yeah um so at this point it was over 34 hours in the hospital and i just was like okay like let's just try this let's just try this you know and i just kept thinking like okay like i've already had a vaginal birth like i can do this like it's gonna happen because aunt tenley's birth like i had her in the hospital you know like i had like the epidural and the pitocin and you know it worked it worked yeah i'm gonna have this baby so then i was let down again because it just wasn't working and the point where it turned into an emergency c-section was uh, about hour 36 okay and aniston's heart rate just kept dropping with every contraction Mm. and so at that point i just looked um at my husband and talked to the doctor and um my doula Trish was still there you know and you know I just felt and like my husband we were just like you know what it's probably time because they were really concerned about Aniston's heart rate Mm -hmm. and so they so I agreed to have the c-section and it was devastating because that was the last thing I wanted like that was plan z you know like not in the plan at all so they took me back and we had a c-section and my i just felt like after having the baby my postpartum was was a difficult journey for me because i was exhausted i did not really enjoy labor yeah. You know, it wasn't how I thought I was going to do it. I was disappointed in myself. Yeah. Um, I worked really hard. I mean, I went through everything, all yeah. those hours of just in labor and then having to have a C-section after that many hours, you know. So it was really hard. And I got, I was really depressed after that. And I really d- didn't enjoy the baby stage in mm. the way that I looking back wish I would have enjoyed it because of all the emotions and how disappointed I was in myself how I felt like I felt myself how I felt like just nothing went to plan and so that second labor was really it was that postpartum stage was really hard that fourth trimester was a really hard experience for me how long was that hard you know uh honestly it probably affected me for months i'd say a good four months at least like Mm. to where i finally like because my body was it was it was awful like like having to heal from my bot like everything that 
I had gone through with that. It was awful. And I just am a big believer in the mind-body connection. And so I had a lot to fix in my mind so that my body could follow suit. Because in my mind, I just replayed it. Like, you did this wrong, you know, and you did this wrong. Or I just played the blame game and was really disappointed. So that made postpartum healing a lot more difficult than it needed to be. So what were the things that you did that allowed you to overcome those feelings? Um, Really focusing on gratitude. I had to take the time. It took me a while to work up to this because, but I had to find something that I was grateful for. And I had to replay that birth story in my head of the things that did go right and the circumstances that were good, you know, and I had to find three things that I was thankful for. And I had to focus on that. Okay. My baby is here. I'm here every, like I were still here. I'm healthy. You know, I had supportive friends. Um, I had to get out and walk. I had to get out of bed cause I, and I really had to focus on my mind and mm-hmm. getting my mind back into this stage of, and the sense of gratitude and just being grateful and just being realistic and just saying, you know what, everything still turned out fine. Like yeah. everything is still okay. And I have my beautiful baby girl here yeah. and it was, it, that's what I had to focus on. I'm really glad that you were able to figure out that gratitude worked for you and that it helped pull you out of such a, a funky place that you were in. When did you get to a place, like you said, about four months in was when you started feeling like you were recovered from it. At that point, were you also able to look back and, and have some peace in your heart over the things that had happened? Or when did you get to that place? Yes, I did have some peace because I didn't feel completely supported um, by all of my providers. I felt a little bitter um, uh. that, you know, I felt like they could have done more. You know, she, yeah. she could have done more. There I felt like I wasn't fully 100% supported in the way that I thought I should have been supported. Okay. And so I was really angry about that too because I felt like that had a huge part of it because I feel like if you're not supported the way that you feel like you need to be supported, it it just hinders the way things that can go. Yeah. Which I guess highlights even more the importance of choosing your provider and choosing the right provider and right and this was my first home birth so I think it is important to interview your person that you think is going to be in this in the room with you and help you bring this new life in and that you 100% know them and you trust them yeah and you know I had just gone because it was a friend who had used her you know kind of thing and so I was like Great, you know, and I'm sure. pretty easygoing, and I was like, "All right, this is gonna like great. Let's go, let's do it," you know. Yeah. Um. And so learning that, I knew that it it's important to be supported. This podcast is partnered with Tubby Todd. Tubby Todd is all about good, clean fun for the whole family. It was created with sensitive skinned babies in mind, and each product works hard to nourish, hydrate, and gently soothe skin from head to toe. One of my personal favorite Tubby Todd products is their all-over ointment. This is a balm for everything. A rich, creamy ointment made from plant-based ingredients like colloidal oatmeal, jojoba esters, and camellia leaf extract to naturally moisturize and soothe sensitive skin. 
If your family suffers from eczema, rough patches, redness, dry skin, or other irritation, All Over Ointment is for you. But that's not all. Tubby Todd has so many amazing products for you to check out. When you purchase your Tubby Todd products through the link in our Instagram bio, you will get 10% off your purchase or 15% if you buy anything this week, February 6th through the 12th of 2023. To receive this discount, you must check out using the link in our bio. So what are you waiting for? Check out Tubby Todd today. This podcast is supported by Funkit Wellness. Funkit is a woman-owned menstrual health company that strives to provide education on women's health issues. Menstrual education is essential to understanding your body and how to communicate with it. They believe in using food as medicine, which I personally love. Our bodies are more efficient at processing nutrients from real food, which is why seed cycling is so effective at supporting a healthy hormone cycle. If you're experiencing mood swings, cramps, hormonal acne, irregular periods, or even if you have hormones, hint, that's you, you could benefit from seed cycling. And Funkit Wellness has amazing quality and makes taking food-based vitamins very easy and straightforward. But not only that, they have tons of free information, recipes to incorporate seeds into your diet, and resources to start becoming an expert on your own cycle. Use the code BIRTHVILLAGE for 20% off your order. And for a limited time, you can get a free hard copy cycle journal with your order. That's Funk at Wellness and use code BIRTHVILLAGE for 20% off. So going from that birth into your third, then what did you do differently and, and how did that experience go? All right. So with my third, we when we found out we were pregnant, I spoke with my husband because your husband is a big part of this, you know, and yeah. even though like you're the one that's doing all the hard work, like they're there 100 percent. So he and my husband's great. He's amazing. He's super supportive <laughs> and Good. open to everything. So we talked about it and we felt like we wanted to do natural again because and if that was an option and to do a VBAC because we just felt like that's the most healthy part of like if you do a natural birth your recovery can be so much better. Natural meaning unmedicated? Like unmedicated everything you know and so we wanted to find someone that a someone that would support me having a VBAC. Um, But we felt like we needed to do it in a hospital, personal preference, you know, just because of our last um, endeavor. Yeah. And going through that labor, we just thought, let's just go to the hospital. And so I spoke with Trish and I trust trust Trish with everything. Like she is amazing and I trust her yeah so much and so I talked to her and I asked her I was like which provider at the hospital do you think would be most open to me having a VBAC and really trying this and letting me um try the this way and yeah. so she suggested a provider and I went with him and he was great like my first visit I was very open with him told him how my last labor went and he knew that I have had one successful vaginal birth so he was very open with it and so everything was great I was super excited and just did all the prep work again you know just refreshing refreshing the mind and doing everything to prepare for this third baby and I felt like everything was gonna go in the right direction you Mm -hmm. know and I was excited again and um, we didn't find out the gender with this baby, so fun. it was so fun. So I highly suggest if you have that option, <laughs> like if you feel like you can do it, it's totally worth it. Yeah. So yeah, everything was just great and I was excited and 
So coming up to the day that I started laboring, I labored at home for a few, let's see how many hours did I labor at home? Um, just like fill in the contractions, you know, like the early stages. Uh-huh. And I was able to, because my goal was to labor at home as long as possible um, before I went to the hospital. Okay. And so like I got in the bath and it was just me and my husband and I labor, I start, I went into labor in the evening-ish. Um, like I had felt some on that morning, but then they started to intensify by the afternoon. So I labored at home until about 2 a.m. Okay. And I was with my husband and my kids were just down the hall, you know, and I just got, was able to get in my own bathtub because at this time we own our own home now. And I got in the bathtub and my husband was giving, like, doing my pressure points. Oh. Yes. And he, it was great. And I just was listening to my body and it was just peaceful. The lights were down low in my house and it was great. Yeah. And then I, they got stronger. So I called Trish and Trish was like, she could tell by my voice uh-huh. that she's like, it's time to go to the hospital. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, yes, like, let's go to the hospital. And, um, so she drove me there and it's so cute. It's Trish. She, we pull into the parking spot and she like hits the little parking stall, little like block and it's like (laughs) kind of like bumps you forward. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It was just so (laughs) funny. I'm just like, just funny little things like that, you know, but I was like, whatever, like let's go in and let's have this baby. Yeah. So we walk in and they admit me. I'm like dilated to like a five and I'm just like feeling great. Like, oh, and then they let me go into the mid-grade room with the bathtub. Uh-huh. Um, and so I go in there. Trish gets me in the bath and my husband's with me. So it's just Trish and me and my husband. No one is really bugging us. I'm progressing great. Like, it's beautiful. Like, I'm in the bathtub and they're pushing on my pressure points and I get to a 10. And I'm just like, heck yes. Like, I'm going to have this baby, you know. And I'm just filling in. They're like, all right, let's get up here and like, let's go and everything. And then I get up there and... um. The person, the doctor that came in wasn't my typical provider. What? Yes. So that kind of threw me for a loop because he was in some emergency surgery. So I was like, dang it. But I was at a 10, you know, like nothing's getting me down now. Yeah. And so they're like, get ready to push. And so then I'm, they're like, I'm like getting ready to push. And then my baby is not turned the right way. Uh And I'm just like, seriously, like I'm at a 10. Yeah. what like this is I did all this work I did all this work I labored and I'm here now come like, on baby yeah let's just do this like it's go time and no no again okay. and so then I just Trish is trying to help me get the baby to turn and I'm just like all right like okay so and the baby's not turning and oh. um, they have me try and push. And when I'm pushing, I can feel like something's not right. Oh, you know, man. like I can feel that something's not right. Like that inside me, because I was really focusing on connecting my mind to my body and being very present. Of and course. Being there. And I just knew I was like, something's not right. Oh, so, man. you know, I am exhausted at this point and it is painful. 
And I'm like, you know what? Just give me an epidural. Maybe my body just needs to rest for a minute because it's been going hard for so for this amount of time. And sure. I'm just like, maybe it will give me my little rest that, and I can just get there and then push him, push yep. this baby out, get you over that hurdle. Yes. And so then I do, and then uh, just things I just could feel. I'm like, something's not right, you know. Mm. And the baby would not turn, and we just couldn't do get it get this baby to turn and so I'm like all right so I look at my husband and I look at Trish and I just focus on them and we just talk and you know I felt empowered at this moment mm-hmm. because I decided at this point that I didn't not want to put my body through anything more than unnecessary yeah and I knew that at this point a C's, another c-section was going to be the right thing to do for my body. Yeah. And so they willed me back and then they delivered my beautiful little boy and I had oh. I had my son. Yeah. And so not the ideal, but I still I got my beautiful baby boy. <laughs> yeah. So how are, how were you feeling immediately after that? How were you feeling after you chose to have your C-section again? Uh, this time around, I felt more in control and mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't pressured into it. I felt like this was my decision. And so I was a lot better. I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. I was still just a little disappointed because I was like, dang it, you know, <laughs> like sure. I did all these things, you know, but I was really proud of myself for standing up and letting the doctors know, like, all right, this is what needs to happen. And I'm okay with it and I'm being realistic and with the way that I'm feeling in the inside. Yeah. And I knew that this was the right thing to do. So yeah, a lot better than the second one. That's so good. I think for our C-section mamas, it's a familiar feeling to feel disappointed when you go through that. It sounds like you did feel those feelings with your second and maybe not so much with your third. And what I'm hearing from you is that the difference was that you were in control. You were in the driver's seat. You listened to your intuition and you felt like you did what was right for you. And Absolutely. That was the biggest change is that I knew that it was the right thing. And I did listen to myself and I knew and I and I was I got to choose this. Like I didn't feel like I was pressured into it or scared into it. I knew from it, like just from listening to my body that this was the right thing to do for me and my baby boy. Yeah. Is that the entire difference is that you were the boss? Yes. And I felt like I was aware of everything that was going on and that I was aware of my choices and that I was in control. Like I wasn't just doing what I was told to do or just going with it because this is how it's going to go. You know, like I just felt like I tried, I gave it my all. Yeah. I labored, you know, (laughs) and I decided, you know, like this is the right thing to do. And I went through the steps and I was conscious and I was aware and I knew that I had the right to this. So going into that fourth trimester and that postpartum period with Ronan, what was that postpartum period like? It was beautiful. It was so much more enjoyable and I enjoyed it so much more because I it was just more empowered, empowering that whole, that birth was just the most empowering birth I had had out of all three of my babies, even though it didn't end the way that I had pictured and the ideal, Yeah, you know, 
and it was enjoyable. And I had the year before I had experienced a home birth with my best friend. I got to experience this beautiful birth with my friend in her front room. And it was amazing and it was empowering. And I was, I left that birth on such a high. I got to take pictures of the birth. You know, I just got to experience everything with her. And even though mine was a C-section, I still felt empowered like the same high I felt after watching my ba- my best friend have a baby at home. It was still, I just felt like, you know what? My birth was still beautiful, you know? Yes. And my story is still important. And just because it wasn't the ideal birth, like it's still important to talk about it. Yeah. And like, I still deserved to tell people my story and my friends yeah. and, and without being ashamed because I remember like talking about my birth, like going up to my birth with Aniston, I was like, I was telling everyone like, I'm going to have a home birth yeah. and like, it's going to be amazing and it's going to be beautiful. And then when my friends and the people asked how my birth went, I was ashamed. Aww. I was like, I was super ashamed and I was nervous to tell them that, you know, and ended in a C-section. Yeah. But you know what? On my third one, I was like, you know what? We tried. It yeah. was, I tried. But, you know, it just didn't go the way that I, the ideal way, you know. Sure. And I ended up having a C-section, whether that be because I'm only four foot nine and my husband's <laughs> six foot three. You know, I have no, you know, but I'm not, that's not an excuse because I know that I'm just, <laughs> you can be tiny and have big babies. But yeah. I just felt empowered. It was my birth yeah. And it was my birth story and I was proud of it. Yeah. I felt proud and knew good and that I went through all of that. I was proud of myself for dilating all the way and going through all those contractions. And I was proud. I was enjoying this baby. This yeah. fourth trimester was beautiful. Let's talk about the phrase ideal birth. I think it's everybody has their ideal birth, right? Yes. And especially people who are wanting to have, there's even, we could put air quotes around natural birth. We could put, so ideal birth. Sometimes we think it's, we prepare ourselves for this super beautiful experience and this, uh, you know, everything going perfectly or whatever. That's, I think what everybody imagines when you think ideal birth. Absolutely. And one thing that we're trying to do and one reason that we wanted to have you share your story is because it is still a beautiful story, even though it wasn't quote unquote ideal. And I think we can change the narrative of what an ideal birth is. So what made your birth ideal, even though it wasn't perfect? Um, The fact that I got home and my mind was clear enough that I could enjoy this baby. I could enjoy breastfeeding this baby and I wasn't caught up in thinking of everything that I did wrong or everything that quote went wrong with my birth, you know, that I could really focus at what was at hand, that I had this beautiful baby Mm -hmm. that I got to cuddle and that I got to enjoy and that I'm going to cry like, his big sisters were so excited, you know, and he completed our family and I got to snuggle him and breathe in that beautiful new baby smell. And I really enjoyed it. Even like right after having the, uh, right after having Ronan, I was able to get out of the hospital bed and walk around 
and do things for myself that I wasn't able to do after that second birth. And taking from that experience, just learning how empowering using your voice is and Mm -hmm. how much it led to other things in my life that I was like, I can stand up for what I want, you know, and do things. And I'm I am capable of saying what I want. And it's okay to say the things that I want and to get the things that I want. That's okay. Yeah. And, and it's great to listen to your intuition, even if it's telling you something different from what you anticipated as being ideal or perfect yes. or what you wanted. Right. And it's okay I, to change yeah. your mind. And yeah. And I learned to really listen to myself, you know, not tell myself something and um, really listening and being open to what was really coming to me instead yeah. of fighting with it and being like, no, this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like I also learned like, no, like really tune into yourself because your body knows Yeah, and know, you know yourself, you know yourself better than anyone else knows you uh-huh. and you need to trust that process. And so mm-hmm. it was really, um, opening and it really helped me progress into becoming a better mother and mm-hmm. being better at um the situations at hand from and that fourth trimester it was just beautiful yeah i love that you were able to tap into surrender and tap into really strongly tap into your intuition to know what was the right thing to be able to feel empowered when you went home that's that's i think the most important thing and so so beautiful Yeah. And just when you're empowered, you know, like it makes it when you are, when you're in life and you're in the thick of motherhood, you know what your children need and you know what you need to do as a mother. And so when you're in, when you're tapped into that and not distracted by all of the, I could have done this better. I could have done that better or shoulds. Yes. All those shoulds. Like once you really just look at the situation for what it really is, it can help you lead into just being a better mother, being a better friend, being a better wife and just really trusting yourself and knowing that what you're doing is the right things. Yeah. Thank you for sharing these things because people need to hear this. Can we talk about your gratitude practice a little bit more? Yes. And I think because I started the gratitude process a lot faster, um, as soon as I got home, um, One of the things that I did, I'm going to read you this text message that I had sent to my doula, Trish, right after. So I text Trish. I said, this morning I had an overwhelming feeling of gratitude. Although my birth didn't go as I had hoped for, I still felt in control and not rushed into a drastic decision. I felt as as if I made a choice from experience and knowing I had allowed my body to go where it needed to be. I'm not disappointed in myself. And I'm grateful you were there to help me. I feel as if this is why my postpartum has been emotionally better for me this time around. Just wanted to reach out and thank you again for being there. And I feel like I reached into the gratitude and I leaned into that right away, mm-hmm. even in the hospital. And I, after I got home, I got a journal and I wrote three things I was thankful for every day, whether that be that I felt supported in my birth experience um, for my husband, for being able to breastfeed. And it could have even been just the little smile Ronan gave me, just the smallest thing. As long as I was turning to gratitude, um, it made this journey a lot easier for me. Yeah, I think that's really, really great advice for anyone that's struggling at all 
is to turn to gratitude. The practice of gratitude is really empowering and really important and can be so helpful for people that are struggling in any capacity. And especially if they are feeling like like you were feeling after after the birth of Aniston, a little bit betrayed, maybe a little bit disappointed, a little bit ashamed. And we don't have to feel that way about birth. And we can feel empowered and we can feel grateful and gratitude no matter what our experience was. And I'm really grateful to you for that reminder for even myself. So thanks. You're so welcome. Do you have any other advice to give to women who may be feeling the way that you were feeling after you gave birth to Aniston? Just remember you're not alone. And you know, we as women are powerful and there are different stages at life and just look for people and don't turn inwards because that can just get really dark. If you try to go at this alone, just know that there are people that are your cheerleader, do you know, and that they want to see you succeed and that you deserve to be happy and that you deserve everything in life that you want and that you don't ever have to be alone, Mm -hmm. you know? And reach out to anyone that you can and just don't let yourself get into a deep, like scary spot spot and to just know that you're loved and that you are wanted and that you are needed and that you're not in this alone. Yeah. Great. You're so amazing. You're (laughs) such a bright, shiny ray of sunshine. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. I do really just want to reiterate the point that There is support to be found and there are people that are around you to support you in those times that you need it, whether they are physically close to you or if you're reaching out via social media or whatever, that's what our village is for and that's what this podcast is for is to make sure that people know that they can be supported and they can have the support that they deserve as as human beings and we really want to lift each other up because we know that women supporting women is unstoppable right so powerful right so again thank you for sharing your experience with me i can't thank you enough thank you for having me here i really enjoyed it yes We will also be having pictures of Barbie's births on our Instagram. So be sure to check that out. And if you'd like to follow her on Instagram, uh, she says that you can do that. Will you tell us what your handle is? Yes, it's BarbieJFen17. And feel free to follow me and message me if you need any support or just a friend. If you're feeling like this episode reached you and you just need support, I would be happy to give you any of the support that you need. I love that. You're amazing. Thank you. If any of our listeners are feeling like they are in need of support, please remember that you can reach out to us. Anybody in our Southern Utah Birth Village is eager to help in any way that they can. And as always, you can reach us on Instagram at the Birth Village Podcast. You can reach our Southern Utah Birth Village on Instagram as well. You can email us at thebirthvillagepodcast at gmail.com and feel free to reach out if you have any questions, concerns, comments, if you have any ideas for any stories that you'd like to hear or topics that you'd like to cover, we would really love to hear from you. I am so grateful. We all are so grateful to anyone that is listening and supporting this podcast. And if you would be willing to rate and review this podcast, we would so appreciate that. We always appreciate all of the support that we are given. As always, I'll leave you with this reminder. 
Empowered women empower women. Thank you so much for listening.